And welcome back to Laughter the Club. I'm Jeff. Uh, tonight we're joined by Pow and Jeanette. So, um, real LA sesh over here. LATC, as they say. Indeed. Uh, we'll see if anybody else jumps on. Um, but before we got going, we were talking about penalties for failing to do your grid of death punishment. So, before we like go into that, I need some parameters here. Like, what is the time frame? When does this kick in? Is like you have to have it done in a calendar year, or like by the end of the season, or each week, or what is what is the thought process here? See, I'm of the I'm of the belief that he gave them only two weeks to do these punishments. I don't think that's actually, they're going to probably find that it's not enough time because let's say it is something that requires a costume. If they're already having trouble ordering costumes from last year, and who knows when they ordered them, right? Then it's going to be that much harder to accomplish ones that are costumes. So I think Billy should adjust the time frame to the, I wouldn't say like the Super Bowl because everybody's going to be busy. Although I think it would be great for them to be at like Super Bowl Radio Row dressed up like Kane <laughs> for the weekend. I think that would be fantastic. So actually, <laughs> no, I'm going to say that he should extend it up until the Super Bowl for all of the punishments to be complete. And if you went like a whole season and you didn't complete, I, I would say at least half of your punishments, so depend you know look at the draw and all that stuff i think then which there shouldn't be an expectation for you to finish them but there should be a penalty a financial penalty against that person but if they are going to stick to the two-week timeline one punishment that i thought would be appropriate would be for it's a one-man job, one-person job, and it would be to clean Dan's parking spot in the Clevelander garage, parking garage, but it would have to be, like, on a Monday because that gives the whole weekend for that place to, like, fester and get all, like, the weekend and South Beachness going on, and it has to be, you know, uh, recorded. They get to wear you know, you know, PPE and stuff. So it's not like they're going to clean it with their own hands, but they do have to bring, provide their own bucket, soap, hose, and a broom. And yeah, clean that parking spot. Real good for Dan. I like it. I, I think maybe even clean the staircase. Whoa. <laughs> but not the elevator. That's going too far. No, no, no. That's trying to like cause a new pandemic or like epidemic by getting them involved in the staircase alone. Yeah, perhaps that's a bit, but I, I do think, yeah, it has to be something substantive, right? I like that idea. I think it, it can't be something that's like, you know, it can't be something that's also like a grid of death punishment either. So like yeah. something like that or like some real heavy lifting on editing or something like that. Yeah, well, I... Now, that brings me to, like, I guess it's a good way to transition to what I have. What I was thinking was something that was cost-effective and kind of went along the lines of costumes, but now you guys are kind of talking about... Cost-effective within $50 million, okay. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, Zagak, as they say. Stu has uh, the pin number, so we don't know how much of that fifty million is left. Those those <laughs> trips to drop off your daughters at college and intimidate baseball players costs an awful lot. So, I told you, know. you guys, he's gonna finagle for Wiener Field, where uh, at, for the Wheeled. lacrosse is gonna be like that's gonna be his thing. The John, uh, I don't know what his middle initial is. The John Wiener Memorial Lacrosse Field. Mm -hmm. Buddy, buh. There we go. While he's still alive, <laughs> it'll be a memorial. DBD. Even better. DBD. So listen, buddy. <laughs> me and actually, Pat Fitzgerald were talking, and this is the way to go to increase lacrosse viewership. And also, you got to use Samapuzo as a decoy here. Yeah. I don't like the way they've been using her. <laughs> Scored the win, the game-winning goal. In lacrosse national championships for Team USA to beat Canada. Oh, uh, she did. Didn't use beautiful her as art a decoy at all. The little yes. way it worked out. Keep going, pal. I'm sorry. Oh, no problem. Uh, so, but some of what I did have were already uh, grid of death punishments. So I was thinking, let me get those out of the way. I had clipping toe tees, which meant you had to not you can clip Greg's toes or Chris's. So you have some option there, but. If you're going to miss out on your punishments for the grid of death, you're going to be clipping some toes. I have that you have to produce the useless sound montage. Okay. Cause we know how much yeah. Billy hates doing that. So That'd if you're not going to, if you're not going to pwn up, fine. Spend your Sunday nights, your, your month and your Monday having to get all that together. Uh, there's also mustard hair. Cause Roy had to do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. um, so I was thinking, you know, mustard hair and it's a lot more of a punishment for everybody else. Rather than just Roy, because he didn't have a lot of whole, a whole lot of hair. And the last one I have is you to spend a whole week dressed as Zardos because they already have the costume. So boom. That is true. That's it for in for context for Speaking those that don't remember. Zardos is the Sean Connery character in the Red Mankini that Greg Cody had to dress up in. Speaking of Greg, I think another one that we could add there as a punishment, and I think this will deter all like procrastinators and evaders is with uh with greg's blessing you dig up the deck shoes and you have to wear them for an entire show that's wear them or inhale them like no, you have gross. to you have to wear them um yeah you get to wear socks but you you wear them for an entire show you might be like sent <laughs> off to report from like the kitchen because obviously like the smell and whatever, but I think that would be, I mean, they have, they fixed the air conditioning, so let's put it to the test. So I think that would be a good one for them to go. And also if they carry the punishments up, up until Super Bowl, I mean, we've seen how people show up to the media and they're in different costumes looking, like trying to get attention. So trust me, it would, being self-conscious about that would just like in a convention hall, it would like melt away within 30 seconds. So I, that's another like pro to that. I got, I got a thought. So <laughs> you know how like sometimes on like a sports team or something like that, where if one player fucks up in practice, the coach makes the whole team run to like motivate everybody not to fuck up. Cause then you're letting your teammates down sort of situation. Then they get yes. all pissed at you. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's, 
maybe the way to do this is to have a punishment for everybody if one person doesn't finish. Oof. And that's then, a rough game. That's a that's an easy way to get hated yourself. Exactly. And then and then the entertainment factor will come in when they're all just trying not when they all want to kill each other on air because somebody fucked up and now they all have to I don't know like uh, I don't know I'll collectively clean the parking garage or some shit like that but or it could be um, like they, they could just have like how they're doing the the um mike's uh um what is it his survivor pool for the football so that could be it where, yeah so they're doing miller light chuggies and or, or instead of actually doing the miller light it should be um gravy kfc gravy they oh. all have to see they have to now see, we're getting chug, somewhere chug, that's great brand incorporation right there so remind me to have a call back to that later on when we talk about dan's tequila so <laughs> um it's downing the gravy and you you chase it with a biscuit and if you have a dietary restriction and you can't do that then i guess you go with any of the other sides that the delicious sides that kfc provides with their family meals such as cold slaw or beans, or corn, or macaroni and cheese. So there is no, like, there is no escaping it. From but you might have to chug macaroni and cheese. No, they can't. Yes. They can't do food things anymore, though. They said because I was just thinking right yeah. now, like, what if they had to like get dunked in like a like a bucket, like a gigantic bucket of KFC mac and cheese or something. You well, know, they but could, they can't do that no. because they just said that they can't do food things. No, well, they could paint the outside of the dunk bucket. Or just put a KFC logo, make sure it's red, like it looks as close to the to the iconic bucket as possible. And then if they want, shouldn't that be the punishment? Like the dunk tank, like how Amin did. So they do, they set up in South Beach, right? Or within the permits of the Cleve, Clevelander. And they just bring in people and it's like they get dunked on. Like everybody, um, like, five tries per person two dunks something like that i don't know that, just a, a dunk tank yeah but we're, we're not we're not suggesting a gravy filled dunk tank outside south beach right mm, aren't we though because that sounds like a good idea now that you mention it <laughs> or a tater dunk because you know who's gonna who you know who's gonna push for the if you say it's gonna be a dunk tank who's gonna push for that the punishments to be completed mike ryan because he doesn't want he's not going to want his pepperoni areolas to be seen through a white t-shirt you also hair mm. yeah you wear a hat probably speaking of which the mall's got to go just throwing that out there i never watch i only listen so i have no idea what it looks like right now yeah it's just he's got that mullet thing going on again it's that he had pre fine bomb let's Let's nix that. Okay. Whatever. I don't give a shit. Hair is hair. Well, he's he's letting it grow out for the transplant, right? Or whatever. Oh, yeah, turkey. turkey goes to turkey. Turkey, that's right. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. So he, maybe he's convinced himself he needs to have like different lengths to kind of match whatever he has going on in the front or in his uh, problem areas. I, I don't know. I'm blessed with thick 
hair, so that'll never be my issue. Same note too, bro. Yeah. Same yes. note too. Then look at so I, Jeff. Yeah, as as you know, we talked about last week. It's just working <laughs> for you really well. Dude, it looks so like you have like natural curly. frosted tips, but like with like gray frosted tips. Looking much, real yeah. sexy, like. Uh, I appreciate that. Salute to you, sir. <laughs> Glow up to real right now. First time I've had hair in years. Get that Achilles back on track. Uh, I was just I doing my, my exercises with a little resistance band, and then I fell asleep, and then I was late to start this podcast. Well, there you go. So, that's, how, that's how it gets done. So speaking of gravy... Should we just transition into your next topic, Jeanette, of dance tequila? Because I had one of my last names that I came up with had gravy in the in the title, but pronounced a different way. Should we get into that? Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, as you know, tequila is is you know derived from an agave plant. So I was thinking that he could name his tequila agave, but it's spelled a gravy. Hmm? I have that. I literally have that written down right here in my notes. I wrote that down like hours ago. I was pretty proud of that one. Agrave. Trademark. Uh, trademark that. These are these are all Pal's proprietary ideas. Do not steal them. But Dan, if you're listening, get get in, uh, get in the DMs. Yeah, get in touch. So as we know, there's He's a popular book called "To Kill a Mockingbird," and you sometimes never know. you uh, do never know. There's a popular uh, book called "To Kill a Mockingbird." And sometimes you'll hear a little pun and a little play on words with Tequila Mockingbird, and they'll say Tequila Mockingbird. So I was thinking Tequila Meadowlark, so that people will call it Tequila Meadowlark. Mm, not my best one. Uh, and then the last one that I have, oh, I also have Tequibra. No, Tequiba. Like Tequila, but Tequiba. Stu Goss would get like 80-20 on that one. And then uh, the last one that I have is Fatron. It's like Patron, but fat. All right, that one I like. Yeah. That one I enjoy. So, okay. Jeanette, what are, what are, how many pumpkins? What are we what are we thinking is the best? I, I was getting some. She didn't. I, she wasn't. Oh, and Hippobottomless. <laughs> like Hippopotamus, but Hippobottomless. It, it, you'd have to find a way to get somebody unlimited dance tequila. <laughs> TM. TBD. Yeah. Work in progress. Yeah. See, like naming things is hard. I think you there's a point where you're like, how close am I coming to infringing on other people's stuff? Because I think you can kind of have a name, a brand name within the sphere of something, but then it's like, what does your bottle look like? And I think that's what saves you from from everything. You know, like, like I will gladly say I am only the namer. I am not the bottle designer. So if somebody hears this and my names inspire you to think of a bottle for the tequila, we can collaborate, but just know that I would require the majority of the credit and incentive for this. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because as, as I've should. as I've always said, I am the idea. I'm I'm an idea person, much like Greg Cody. Execution, I'll hand that off to somebody else. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, that's just not that's my how the thing. great ones do it. That's not frankly. my thing. That's not yeah. my thing. Yeah, yeah. like I, yeah. I'll head chef the hell out of this, but I ain't cooking nothing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so some of the ideas that I had, 
pal yours were yours were good appreciate them you, yeah. obviously you put a lot of thought and research into this i did so, so mine um i'm gonna start right off the top i just want straight grief eater grief eater it's, tequila ooh, i like it because it's or greeter kind of no, no, no i'm not doing no. any word con- i don't think I'm okay doing any word okay no wombos, so got that's it. a I mean, that's almost more of like a gin name, though. I right? know. After a while, I was like, well, there's the beef eater one, but this is grief eater. Okay. Um, I mean, I like it. I like it. It works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the litigation of the names, that's for Dan to hire the yeah. attorneys and work through that. That's not going to be my problem. I'm just like, this is what I have for you, buddy. You got to pick. Where's my check? Uh, 305, much in the style of Kendall Jenner's 818. 305. I was thinking the same thing too. Same note to my sister. Okay. Uh, reckless speculation. Ooh, oh, that's good. That's really good. Because, that's you know, th- it also ties in. So the other thing that just, I think a lot of these two, they will connote like if you get very drunk on alcohol, some of the after emotions and stuff that come within a person where you're like, did I say something reckless? Did I do something reckless? So it ties in. So there's a bit, a bit of that vibe. And it also, like, you want to say something where it kind of sounds like maybe dangerous or kind of fancy when you order it up. I would like a, bro, give me a shot. Some reckless speculation. All right, brief, um, brief tangent, and then we're going to get back to your other ones. Yeah, because I got a few but, more. But for some reason reckless is one of those words that whenever i try to write it or spell it i i get stuck in my head if for some reason i think there's a w on the front (laughs) (laughs) there isn't (laughs) two gods i I don't know why but for some reason i just always fuck that one up it's there's no w Uh, anyway carry on yeah it happens to the greats Mm-hmm. We, all, we all have those. Hey, English is a hard language, man. Trust me. Fact. Okay. Back to the list. This one, I think it's um, just very much synonymous with Dan and the show. But I think it might be one of like my weaker suggestions. And it's Sui Tequila. So, ah, that's but see, within the context of the show, we know that Sui is hot garbage or less than hot garbage. So, but it also maybe it sounds like hoity toity enough to appeal to like the higher end consumers or something like that. So, I don't know. You know, we don't know. Yeah, you could just make up a, like a whole like rattle about, you know, some ancient word or something or, you know, whatever. Like the the people that are making the tequila, they don't get the show. The majority of the people that are gonna drink it, they don't get the show, so they don't they won't be in on the joke, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, dance tequila, tequila. There you go, the word combination. <laughs> that's the one. Bad. That's the one I pitched on Twitter to try and lure him in. Like, eh, eh, tequila. <laughs> but then I think that also kind of goes with tequila mockingbird. So maybe yeah. me and Power collaborating on that. I don't know. Tequila uh, metal arc, yeah. 60-40? No, 70-30. 80 20 your way. Oh, this one, when I came up with it, I was like, oh my gosh, really? Like, being highly questionable. 
but then i thought but then i'm like it sounds great but are people gonna be turned off like why is it questionable yeah i'm not sure that yeah so it's not questionable the decisions you'll make after you have it are so but also that does play with like you know like uh not drinking responsibly or over imbibing so i i liked it i thought highly questionable was kind of up there but then i was like you know what i'm not here to focus group i'm just here to throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks hashtag because tequila (laughs) so also good it's it's another inside one um it'll it'll be its own hashtag it's really easy marketing you know when lebo gets on the artwork on this he's just gonna kick butt on it so I have two more. We're done. Okay. Leaking confidence, which also, once again, when you, like I said, I'm not here to focus group it. It's one of those ones that kind of sounds good and then focus group it. It's like, eh, it's going to get eliminated. The last one, because this is the criticism that he gets um, thrown at all the time, woke tequila. Just, just a woke tequila. Just woke tequila. Maybe, he, maybe with that one he can work with like Ricky and do like a tequila, um, marijuana type of an infusion, agave, sativa, something like that. They can work something like that together, where it's you think woke like politically woke, but it's a, it's woke for your senses, for your mind third eye open so it kind of combines a lot of the podcasts and voices and ideas going on within the universal very good very good terrific idea like that one you could definitely do infused booze too it's not that hard to do so yeah and I like how it. i i don't know what i think if they were to do a flight because he's gonna it's multiple tequilas mm-hmm. pow the flight for dance tequila should be called the art of intoxication. Thank you. Thank so, you. Yes, it, so, it came to me. It came to me after you said, you know, you mentioned art and then I was like, boom, art of intoxication. So guys, does it sound like we have a business plan here? So when we go to Moss, I can just take my, my page of paper here, mm-hmm. show it to Dan, mm-hmm. put it in his hand and just put my phone number and be like, We'll start yeah. making designs. In a non-creepy way. <laughs> start making designs, photoshops, and everything for the whole product. No, that's all that's Lebo. When Lebo okay. gets into the spirit, he he does uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. And then I don't know who I handed over for bottle design. George Clooney. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. No, I, I, yeah, you know, I mean I think I think out of all of them, I think Grief Eater is still my favorite. Grief Eater is really good. Grief Eater, but then you're like, Grief Eater Reposado, Grief mm-hmm. Eater Light, Grief Eater Dark, Añejo, Grief like Eater it. Neat. Mm-hmm. Grief Eater on the Rocks. <laughs> this is good. I Extra it. salty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't come up with any. I actually tried for a little bit and like I, I heard some years earlier. I'm just like, all of mine suck. I give up. And then apparently I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Across the decades, tequila. 
There you go. <laughs> the penalty box tequila. Ooh. That's an indelicate question. <laughs> Walk to the ocean tequila. Ah, I can see that being more of like a signature drink you make with grief eater. Part of the flight. Part mm-hmm. of the art of intoxication. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Are we um, ready for some farts? God damn it. Fine, pal. What is your what are your fart topics? Okay, well it's not really it's not really so much these topics aren't really, you know, questions as they are so much curiosity that I had today while you know, I've been missing teaching history a little bit, so I thought I'd do a little bit of research and kind of was wondering like when they first recorded sound, like obviously one of the very first things people were curious to get, you know, get recorded was probably a fart, right? Um but it, you know, found a lot of uh violence you know a lot of wars were started in the bc times based off one king saying here's a message for this king and it's just like farting and then war erupts and then next thing you know egypt's in the hands of another king uh but we'll yeah so i got some of this information off of men's health and the uh this news publication source called the wire um but they have one called founding fart man and this should us honestly like whoever's the editor here or whatever like how is it not founding farter like father okay and it says that in 1781 benjamin franklin uh wrote an essay called fart proudly and what he was trying to do is trying to find a way to you know make our make our farts smell better he he just wanted to make people's farts smell better because he's just like describing a lot of you know what makes things stinky and he was just like okay well what can we add to our diet to kind of fix this so we had that uh from 1857 to 1945 lived joseph uh pujol and i'm probably you know pronouncing that wrong a frenchman he was known as the real fartman or also the fartomaniac because he went on a tour and he would blow out candles with his ass he'd play the flute he'd smoke cigarettes um at his peak he was doing you know um no that 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 sounds less the french national anthem that sounds like less like farting and just like an an asshole exhibitionist he it says that he had the rare ability to really just retract and flex his asshole his sphincter like that's what i'm picking up here that's someone that got off on showing his asshole to people that has oh. nothing to do with like farting. He's just, he probably like had a bet with a buddy and he's like, ho, ho, ho. Look what <laughs> it I says can do. He could, it says and his asshole could literally inhale air. That's not good. Yeah, it's like a like a fourth nostril or something, right? You only have nostril. two nostrils. Oh, your mouth. You no, know. It's not a nostril. No, not true. But uh, yeah, so we have the fartomaniac. Oh, um, I thought you guys would like to know that the average person breaks I'm, window I'm blaming, fourteen to I'm twenty times every day. Change on that guy. Yeah, yeah. What's the origin of climate change with that French guy? One hundred percent, hundo p, as they say. Fuck. <laughs> Damn, you. <laughs> Damn youths. Yeah, didn't you say you were going to start increasing your efforts to like expedite climate change today, based upon your hate for the youths? Yeah. Uh, destroying the environment 
Well, so. now you know how the Fardo Maniac did it. Yeah, uh, I don't think I'll go that route. Okay. <laughs> Can't say that I won't. An average person breaks wind 14 to 20 times every day. It's also affirmed that farting is the human uh, body's way of showing in most instances that uh, its general well-being is doing okay. So farting can be a good thing. Uh, the Guinness Book of World Records has awarded Bernard Clemens of London the longest official butt burp at 2 minutes and 42 seconds. What? Do it at the Queen's funeral. <laughs> Hell yeah. And I have a top five list here of tutors. Do we want it? Yes, of course we do. At number five, the girl who from 90 Day Fiance who was letting it rip in jars and selling them for non-fungible tokens, non-fungible farts. Didn't she almost die? Yeah, but that's not because of farting in jars. She has like, I remember watching 90 Day Fiance and she has some weird like autoimmune deficiency disease. So she has to be careful around germs. So never know where you get those jars from. Number four. Rudy Giuliani thinking he could let two farts go in a Michigan uh, electoral fraud hearing. I don't know if you remember I that. I remember but, that. Yeah. Oh, God, uh, that's so bad. Uh, number three, we have Al Roker admitting that he sharded at the White House, thinking he could just let one go and poop to pants. Oh, my gosh. Number two. How could we forget? And this should possibly, this should probably be number one, but I'm making it number two. Our good friend Mike Dicka. The beers. Oh legendary, absolutely legendary fart. And of course, at number one, Lauer After Hours' favorite son, Jeremy Taché. <laughs> Those are my top five tunes. And that has been Lauer After Hours' brief history on farts. Oh, God damn it. What are we doing? <laughs> that was pretty good, pal. Well done. I put in like 45 minutes of work on that, okay? <laughs> I went. I read articles. I went through top 20 lists, top 10 lists. And then I was like, what am I doing here? I have my own top five list that I can just rattle off oh, here. God damn it. Like, um, I think, I think what kind of the issue that probably Ben Franklin had was that as has been stated, everyone enjoys their own brand. So I think what he wanted was to change that around him so that he could have a good odor when other people farted. So it was less about, he just didn't like the stink. And I don't think there's any way that you can change your diet where it's going to make your fart sweeter. I don't know. Pineapple on pizza might do it. No, because I highly just, recommend it. It's straight. It's straight methane. It's always going to be pineapple that or odor, something else. That odor. Yeah, it is. Uh, anyway, let's keep it. I, I, that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was bad. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, oh God damn it! I had something I was going to say too, and now I lost it. Was it the lopic you didn't think of? Uh yeah, that was one of the things. Uh oh, god damn it. Um what what I literally had something at the tip of it. Uh was it a fart? Me yeah, and Dominique. Me and Dominique. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Well let's Midnight see that. Yell. Oh god, the midnight <laughs> yell, dude. I just wish they had like good video of of was it 
Smeddy putting the tape on Mike's ass. They yeah, had she, they, they she posted was, some like pictures of it. I saw the pictures on... of it, but but like it was like up in there. No, yeah, I think the only video is on their Instagram stories, the show and Jessica and so so if you go to their stories, if they're still up, it's her putting the tape on Chris's shirt, but there is no video of her doing it on Mike's putting the tape on Mike's pants. All we have is the one photo of Chris Chris taping yeah. down the M getting really cro- close to Mike's bullseye. Yeah, because they were, they were the video, up in there. The video in general, though, is so good. And Dan pointing out, like, really bringing it, Chris. Because after a while, Cody was just standing there just kind of, okay, this is all I'm doing. But like they said, he was trying so hard not to break. And he was just trying to really keep it together. <laughs> but also, it's like, why didn't, like, Chris have his own mic? Because it was a non-speaking mm-hmm. role. Because that's where the, the I mean, he was still like saying gigum and but but see, I think part of that part of what makes it good is that he's in the background of Mike's mic. Like, I like that audio kind of like being picked up in the back because it like makes it sound like there's a distance between them. I don't know. Either way, that is like. What? what? Do, do, do you think that? OK. Do we get a people clap back? Or oh. do we only get a people clap back if the Hurricanes beat the Aggies? Because that whole time, and I know Billy was uh, was off like the last couple of days, but I was waiting for like wrestling style people to bust in and just like go ham on the that whole thing. So I was just I was like, it's people gonna bust in and just like it's gonna be a, a, a you know a shouting match right here. Like, is that the culmination of the bit? And it didn't happen. I still enjoyed it, but I kind of part of me did want people to just bust in and do something with it. Yeah, that would have been good. I will say. Um... So that's, how, that's how, you know, like, that's how we'll know for real, for real, that the U is back mm-hmm. is when people mm-hmm. is coming on and making the proclamations and ca- calling people morons and you know bringing up the Pell Grant scandal and asking you know people to donate money to the program Mm -hmm. and talking about showing up late to the games because he has somewhere to be exactly are they going to college station how many caros are in college station right now we don't know well, it might battles? be reported that there's like at least 15, but we know how they like to fudge the numbers there. So probably at least like 12 cottles in the crown, you know. I will say, though, like every time I actually see one of the Midnight Yell videos, I think it's maybe the strangest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, what the flying, what the flying fuck, man? Like, how, how did it start? How did it catch on? I, I somebody explained it to me at some point, but I just was it Pam. It was, <laughs> it was Pam. Yeah, that's it the other Pam. thing too. I saw that and I'm like, like, what is Pam thinking right now as she's watching <laughs> this? Like, how much does she want to murder them? But also, like, she like she's she gets it. Like, I think when 
sometimes it's hard when it's your own the, the your own university the thing you root for if you take it super seriously it is hard to like accept yes these are the things that people make fun of us for but i think that pam will look at that and she will find the humor but she'll still want texas a&m to stomp them oh yeah <laughs> tomorrow on saturday yeah what is this i don't what is the spread in that game do we know i don't remember if they said it uh i don't know but um in god bless I, football I, like Stu Gatz picked them picked miami to win well that means a lot it does mean a lot he has the dolphins beating the ravens yeah super bowl man yeah 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 right dude speaking of we Speaking of Mina and uh, Dominique, um, we can get into that. But when Mina responded about, like, when, when she kind of started voicing her opinion about Tua, God, I was Miami dying. plus six. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Because remember they're saying that Miami wasn't even favored. No, I wouldn't think so. It, cha- it changed because now the matchup predictor says 53%. Miami, 47% A&M. So it changed. People are betting. Well, are well, they doing the well, thing that, I think, that Amin I think it also, what, what, what also probably makes them like, uh-oh, didn't A&M, like, they changed their quarterback? Or is that Texas? Somebody changed the quarterback. I don't know. I scroll through Twitter sometimes really fast, and it's just like, ah, ooh. I don't, yeah. I don't absorb the information too well. I know the Texas quarterback was hurt against Alabama. So no, I, mean, I think it might be A&M. That, that okay. they're going with their backup QB to start. Mm. Speaking of hurt quarterbacks, my poor sweet Justin Herbert. I saw something about his ribs. Yeah, I think it's like day to day, but it was here. It was the, uh, the curse of Tyrod Taylor. Did you guys wa- did you guys watch? I know you're mentioning Channel Eleven in our chat, Jeanette. Um, did you watch the prime? Uh, presentation of the game yes I did it was it was interesting to see Al Michaels there with Herb Street Mm -hmm. right some of the personalities that they had down in the field it was just a little surreal just kind of seeing Richard Sherman next to you know Mr. Sensitive up there Ryan Fitzpatrick water slide enthusiast yeah definitely wearing a water park shirt for sure all in all just they you know they paid big money for that opening theme song Mm -hmm. okay and uh real interesting but it was nice to hear al michaels calling you know a football game in it and for a second there you kind of i heard a little trepidation in herbie's voice to kind of start out the broadcast and he got more comfortable as it was going on but what i thought was really cool is that we kind of saw herbie the fan come out during this broadcast you know what i mean not necessarily the broadcaster since he doesn't get to call these games often or we don't really ev- we've never really heard him call these games at all actually um so now that he's calling professional football at one point i realized like i, I, I kind of hearing him talk about mahomes and herbert he was just geeking out on how excellent the quarterback play was that he was seeing unfold behind beneath him and that's what i love about broadcasting when they can kind of describe that you hear the excitement actually in their voice and i really enjoyed the you know the product they put out there and it just there's something about the prime 4k that's really nice because like even when they do like their live concerts like when they did the drake and kanye concert and then i think they did like a travis scott one recently or something 
they've been really, really good, and the, the camera quality has been crisp. And I noticed that last night about the. I did. The I did notice game. it was it was very clean broadcast. Like I mean, visually, it, it was it was nice to look at for sure. I did notice a few times where I heard him like pause, and I was just like, "Is he doing a thing where he's not where he isn't trying to use?" like a college reference or or something like that he's like he's trying to kind of work out of that what he's comfortable with and calling a college game to calling an nfl game because there there are differences i know a lot of people just say well football is football but i think the way you talk about you know college athletes is uh is different because you know they're they're younger they're not seasoned and i think when you're talking about grown men maybe you feel like you can be a bit more critical of something and um and whatnot but i think you know the people that you know didn't enjoy it are gonna be you know they're gonna issue the same complaints that's always there oh it's a homerisms and blah blah, blah. and it's like i don't really think you can kind of put that out there yet for him because this is his first NFL game to call. But I, I enjoyed it. The only thing is that when they showed that shot of Be- Bezos sitting next to Roger Goodell, I was like, wait, where is Lauren Sanchez? Because if she's running around that stadium, maybe she's looking for her ex, Tony Gonzalez. So I would be like, where is she? <laughs> or maybe she stayed back at one of the 77 million mansions that he owes throughout the world. He knew better than to take her to Arrowhead knowing Tony is like one of his employees. That has to be in his contract, right? Like to work for Amazon Thursday night football, you must maintain a three mile distance from Lauren Sanchez. Absolutely. Has to be. be surprised. Yeah. Like you got to see her at your Hall of Fame induction and that's it. You're done, buddy. That's it. Enough's enough. That's as close as you're ever going to get. Speaking of Amazon, have you guys seen this stuff about like them trying to buy, um, what is the stupid, the, the robot vacuum company? Well, I'm a blank another name. Shark? No, 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 no. Like the little one that cruises around. Roomba? Bites. Yeah, Roomba. Because like those things will actually map your house and they want the data for the interior dimensions of your house and the layout of your house. So they're trying to buy the vacuum company. Unhinged. Like they don't have that wow. already. I don't know. Don't they I have that? They... Don't they have that thing where you can uh, give a key to the Amazon driver and they can literally go into your house? Yeah. And drop what off the a fuck package? is that? That I don't understand. Why don't? What? Why do they? Why they don't like? They can totally bypass the. Um... Still has to have that, right? Yeah. Point. So are are they just like trying to see like? Is that to eventually get into a ploy of like real estate? Like, why is that? I don't even want to know why that would I be mean, information that Amazon would want. Yeah, that's scary. Us. Like they they already track our locations. They already they're already listening to us. Like, mm-hmm. like not even mm-hmm. us. Like I've shown Jeff so many times where things that the show talks about, and I get Instagram targeted ads. Like when Smetty was going on her thing about wanting the hair curler, and for seven months or whatever it was that's all i get is targeted ads for various um you know uh hair straighteners hair combing systems similar not the one that she wanted but like similar to it like 
this is weird because they're at like a price point where I would consider buying them. So I'm like, damn, they know I'm a cheap ass bitch. Because <laughs> cause they see my, they have access to my bank account and everything. They see the stuff that I buy. And it's basically like, hey, if it's not Ivy Park, she's not going to blow her check. <laughs> Dude, I was sitting on the couch at my brother's place the other day. And he was talking to his wife about going and seeing that new movie. I think it's called Pearl. It's um, it's the prequel to some Ooh, other stupid thing. X. I don't know. But um, yeah, preview yeah. yeah. Um, but they said it was like a slasher thing or something like that. I mm-hmm. have no fucking interest whatsoever. I hate. It looks real good. Not my deal at all. But I was just sitting on the couch next to him while he was. They were talking about it, and he searched up, to, like what times I could go to see it on his phone. And for the next three days, I just got a ton of pearl fucking uh, ads on everything. It's like, I didn't search this. I didn't do shit. And I don't think it was the fact that they're listening to us. I think it's the fact that they probably have a good understanding that I talked to my brother often and he was sitting on a couch four feet from me searching this. It's also the Wi-Fi when you were on his, his mm-hmm. Wi-Fi and whatnot. Don't like, dislike very much. Not a fan. Yeah. I so have it, I'm probably going to get like stuff about farts. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Ben Franklin and uh, Fartomaniac. Wait, before I go pee, I, the one thought the, the one thought I did have about that, pal, was um, you talking about how, like, you know, obviously one of the first things that anyone would try to record when we could first record that record audio would be a fart. Uh, and absolutely. for some reason, I just had like. Marconi. Well, no, I was thinking the radio like guy, Alexander Graham Bell, or something like oh. that. When he, he just makes the first call, and he's just farting into the phone. <laughs> Who was his rival? I don't know. Uh, Calls them up, and they're like, "What is this?" Jack telephone. Uh, yeah, exactly. On the other end. <laughs> uh, all right, now I'm really going to pee. Should we wait for him? We should wait for him to talk about Mina and Dominique, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Well, we, 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 we should have told him that. So it could have been like, I'm not telling you to hurry up, but yeah, hurry up. So then it could be, it could be, um, I don't know if that's going to be like our last topic. if you have anything else. No, I think, I think they could <clears throat> do it for us. We, you know, this is, and then, then close that way you end. just put a song on the end. You put a song on the beginning. You do a little bit of a sound between lops, you know what I mean? And you're you're good to go. You got an LTC episode ready to you know ready to serve. That's the that's the way we typically do it. That should be grid of death penalty. Edit (laughs) LTC. (laughs) Edit LTC. (laughs) Where is Jeff? Where's Jeff? No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't do it. They would just be like, "Do your own damn editing." Yeah, we don't want to edit a podcast about our podcast. No, we don't make many off of. Yeah, presented by Blue Wire. Shout out, Blue, salute Blue Wire, salute Juju Gotti. We know he listens, right? So he just got that. He's got to be a new producer on uh, Montgomery and Co. Which is real exciting. I I okay. So I guess um before. 
I mean, I don't know how much we're going to keep in from the little break before, but I, I think it was great that they did like that tailgate with Renee for the WNBA finals. I understand why it didn't happen game one and game specifically game two, because I think Renee was working. Yeah. I think she was calling those games, right? She was, I think she was in Las Vegas. So she was doing stuff with ESPN because uh, I saw those photos with her and Holly Rowe. So I understand why she couldn't do it before because she had contra- contractual obligations. But I think for them to do it and to take this, uh, this approach, especially given that they have um, strong advocates of women's sports in Renee and Jessica and, um, and Kate Fagan, I think is great because you know, we saw them do it with the NBA finals during the pandemic. They did it with a baseball game. We have the MMA hangout, with, which happens, you know, about once a week, you know, or depending on the MMA card, they'll they'll do it. So I think for them to do this with um, the ladies, with the WNBA finals, I think it was really awesome. And also that they had um, a mean join and I, th- I think that the get was just like, we're going to be drinking on air. He's like, sign me up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'll, be, I'll be there to crack a couple with you guys. So I, Roy um, was ready. Yeah, I just felt bad because I saw that Roy, Roy and Danny and I don't know how many other people were still at the studio at like, mm-hmm. you know, it's East Coast time, right? So it's like nine and the game ended, I think, kind of close to 11. And then they did a Twitter spaces afterwards which I know you you could probably, he probably didn't have to be in the studio for that. He could have been on his phone and his, in his ear, you know, with a, with a headphones in and whatnot to do that. But I was just like, man, he's going to get home so late. But, you know, that's also why they bank the shows and they don't, well, no, because he produces because Miami. I'm like, so if he was there on Friday, I'm like, he probably felt it a little bit because he was, um, taking shots with them and everything so um i just want to say they have fridays off though right don't they they get all the work done or they do or they work from home sometimes when they record yeah yeah that's i think i think sometimes they do um i I don't know if because miami if if it's the only one that they do on fridays or if they also bank it on thursdays so that's why i'm both just like wow but that was a full day for roy so salute Mm -hmm. salute roy Salute that man. He should get his own whiskey when mm-hmm. Dan, um, you know, decides to get his tequila off the ground. Dan, you know, the I think that's like how he should just like do it. It's like, oh, what are your interests? You know, and then it's like everybody else gets like a, an, an alcohol like uh, uh, under their name or something. What booze would you guys choose to have of your own? Mine would be tequila. That, that's already the same thing it's tequila i would probably go with like a douchey i'd probably go with an ipa and i would name it something that would piss phlegm off and say stupid white guy <laughs> something along those lines tax law ipa yeah there you go yeah Bra- braided fishing line ipa mm. i have like a i bought a i bought some tequila back with me from mexico and it's like a glass gun, and that's what the tequila's in. I've seen that one before. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Pretty uh, nice. I would go with um, rum. <laughs> I'm just punching his microphone. Rum? 
you're a rum mm-hmm. person? I like rum, yeah. I used to get, I used to go to Costa Rica. I would get this stuff called Florida Cana. With Wicked Tuna? No. Uh, not with Wicked Tuna. Those guys are in the Northeast, I think. Aren't they like Georgia Bank, like out of Maine and shit like that? I don't know. I don't watch that show. Um, but damn it, I forgot what I said. I, I think I'm sleeping. Florida Kanye. Oh, yeah. Florida Kanye. Yeah. I bring so much of that shit back. And then that that's what led to me and my buddy Grant trying to take the golf cart three miles into Hako at two in the morning and it dying like three miles away from where we were staying. Then we had to push it back Flintstone style. And it, yeah, it was like one, we, I had my foot out on the right side and he was, had his foot out on the left side. And we get there and like the gate guard, we were like a gated thing and the guard opens it. And we just have to like slowly push it over like a little bump to get into the pass. It was so hurting. Yeah, Florida Kanye, if you're ever down there, good shit. <laughs> so Dominique and Mina, huh? Oh, yes. Let's get into that. Then, Real quick, uh, this is going to be our last lopic yeah, of the night. Last lopic. Right, last lopic. Jeanette, you had some thoughts on this. So um, I'm really glad that they got to have them back on the show. And we got to have the Mina's full expertise uh, to preview Monday Night Football and the same thing with Dominique because I think there's a lot of stuff that they have been able to to do as a separate entity but finding people that are incredibly smart about sports and being able to translate that information for an audience they really haven't done that no offense Tony but like and then also like hey you know and it's also the sport that that people are most curious about and it's one it's the most populated popular sport in our country so when you have somebody there that is talking about it and you feel excited for the information that they're providing and it's also because it's a friend you haven't heard on in a heard from in that environment in a very long time i think freedom was that the last time that Mina was on with them? Was Freedom, and I think Do- Dominique was more recent. It was. I feel when- like Mina came on one more time after Freedom. It's it's possible it was near 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 way, Super Bowl was- to, I near Super Bowl time because. I remember Dominique came on when I was on vacation in Mexico because that's when he was railing against Greg Cody, and uh, talking about uh, reverse engineering lessons to his podcast. <laughs> so I remember that because I was like, ooh, like they got Dominique. That's great. But I enjoyed I enjoyed it and I'm glad that I mean I know that part of it was um ESPN. It's like we need you guys to promote football in your podcast. So if somebody put out a request for you, go do it. And they approved it and they didn't care that it was a Dan Levitard show. So for that, thank you, ESPN. Well, I think it's two things because I think if Mina's show was still running the way it was and it was just a Wednesday joint, then we wouldn't have. I don't think they she necessarily would have been on the show as much as she has been, but they just increased her workload to two shows a week, 
So I think that's why they're doing what you said, which is go promote your show on, you know, on do the car wash essentially. And it's the same thing with Dominique because, you know, he just got the new podcast. That's two times a week now too. So I think they're just trying to really emphasize that, but I, I do agree with you, but at the same time, I've been, I've been noticing the relationship with ESPN lately has softened up a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't know. They, they've been mentioning a yeah. little bit more here and here and there. I mean, they had, um, had on not that long ago. Yeah, so that that's been that's been a very positive sign, I would say, for all of us, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like the old homies are back. I mean, they came in, they come in in very you know specific windows to do a certain thing. And I think but, it also depends on like where you stand within ESPN, because is he coming in and filling in for an entire show? is probably maybe easier to get an approval for than it is for Mina or anybody else to have done that. There would be so much red tape and so much pushback to that. And even like, I was surprised that last week, like Sedano was in town to call that Miami game that he didn't come into the studio and like try to like, you know, hey, the cur- the the hurricanes, the you, blah 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 blah. Like, so I guess it all all depends on on the situation and what they feel is like. Maybe we at the odd what we as the audience want, or also you know just like whatever works in the schedule, you know, because like maybe Sedano can't make it for something like that. I don't know. God, on, on a brief side note, uh, I almost had a heart attack. So. We know uh, earlier today that Dennis Schrader came back to the Lakers, right? And I just, it was one of these Legion Hoop reports, and it was written in Schroeder. Is it Schrader? Schroeder? Schroeder. You combine. Schroeder. I've heard it many ways. Anyway, I guess it's Schroeder. I don't know. I'm really tired. Continue sleeping. Uh, but I shouldn't have taken I, I really didn't mean to take a nap and then I will try to wake up and do this and I've had three beers while we're doing it it's just not making it better but anyway uh, this your report, IPA would just be called I've had beers uh-huh. no, you know, <laughs> I, I, I had this beer in China once that was just called Reeb it was a beer spelled backwards I'd like I'd like Reeb IPA uh, that'd be good um, but I thought I thought that there was a Russell Westbrook trade, and I got so excited for a second. My heart skipped several beats. You know, Jeff. I think we're on the trying. precipice of one. I think we're the, I think we're getting there because there's a lot of rumors flying around. There's been a lot of talk though about Utah being the destination. So I just don't care. I don't care if we trade. But then we might have to take Mike Connolly back, and that's some that's two years of money. I don't care if we <laughs> trade him for Flem. Uh, I just want him gone. <laughs> just like we can't Fair bench enough. him, we can't send him home. Just get rid of him. Just give me some sort of body that can get out there and take a few fouls instead. I'm fine with it. It's just I'm done. Get him the fuck out. I uh, perhaps I'm a bit more aggressive on this than some people, but welcome to LA, Flem. So, anyway. so yeah. Anything else on Dominique and Mina? 
Sorry. Anyway, I just I did Sorry, want to I say just... one last thing on Dominique and Mina. It so is really excited. cool to see how far they've come and how polished they are now from when they started first guest hosting on the show. I remember them first both coming on and doing their first like their first guest appearance and just kind of like the first few after that, you know, Mina not always realizing when she's on air communicating with the container when she should be like talking into the mic or talking into the mic when she shouldn't be, you know, just seeing those things and kind of seeing where they're at now and seeing how successful they are now with, you know, whether it's with debatable or NFL live, like, it's just really cool to see how far they've come. And, you know, and, and at the forefront of it all is Dan, like noticing their talent, noticing what they brought to it and kind of promoting that for years before they really did get that true recognition. So salute to them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, they're both killing it. And, you know, it just goes to show, though, like the Levitard tree, even after he's been gone, like he made he made so many talents while he was at ESPN. And I don't want to say made the talents because they, they were they're always been talented people. But he, he gave him the platform just to like fuck up and figure it out and just to kind of be themselves. And I think that, like, particularly for Mina, because Dominique's always going to be Dominique no matter what. But, like, I think early on, Mina having the chance to just kind of be goofy and then figure out, you know, I can still be super good at this and successful and still be kind of just be Mina. I think that was a, a huge thing for both those careers, for sure. I always like Stu helping out with the hot takes and then her going on around the horn and executing what they had worked on earlier on the show that day. Was that so was always good. one of my favorite bits. Yeah. Yeah. She's always, she's always, uh, yeah. I mean, as much as it's great to see her all polished and everything, which she's much more polished now, but my favorite thing about me, it was always that she was kind of a doofus. Like I do kind of miss that stuff too. And also how like they would purposely rattle her to see how she would react. So mm-hmm. like, the dirty demon of the bait and the coward and the angel of nuance like hitting on her and whatnot and how she would <laughs> react to that <laughs> yeah good shit salute me and I salute dom salute but all man, right yeah shall we wrap this thing up we should uh call this ltc sleepy pod <laughs> maybe it was just me all right anyway Thanks for joining us, everybody. <laughs> I'm Jeff. We're joined by Pow and Jeanette. Any uh, parting words, guys? And that was Laughter the Club. <laughs> Bye. Don't steal my tequila names. Thank you. See him. You can steal mine. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours and Laughter the Club. As always, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lauer After Hours, and you can find us wherever podcasts are at. Make sure to download, subscribe, rate, and review five stars.